0: and accelerate your success. Welcome to this week's episode of Beyond Barriers Habits and Hacks show. I'm Monica. And I'm Nikki. And this week, we're gonna be discussing clarity and what it means to actually have clarity. Here at Beyond Barriers, we define clarity as discovering your purpose and defining your path because clarity is the key to success and the source of courage and confidence. We're going to break it down into five essential elements and then go a little
1: deeper. Here are the five essential elements. If you want to assess whether you have the clarity you need to succeed in your career, ask yourself these five questions. Number one, I have clarity on what I'm passionate about and enjoy doing. Number two, I have clarity on my unique skills, strengths, and competencies. Number three, I have clarity on which of those competencies are highly valued in the market. Number four, I have clarity on what I want to be known for in the world. And number five, I have
0: clarity on how to accelerate what I want to be known for. Awesome. Now we're going to break these down into bite-sized segments for you to walk away and understand how to answer each one of these questions. So Nikki, when we talk about I have clarity on what I'm passionate about... And what I enjoy doing, what exactly do we mean by that? How can the audience answer this question for themselves?
1: What we're talking about here is really gaining clarity on what drives you, what inspires you, what elevates you. Because when you find that special something, you're able to find the work that is truly fulfilling. And when it's fulfilling, you're going to keep doing more of it. And that's how you sustain momentum. And when you're able to sustain momentum and keep doing the same thing really well, better and better over time... That's how you become successful in your career. On the flip mm-hmm. side, if you lack that passion mm-hmm. and you end up doing work because you're doing it for a paycheck or you're doing it because you didn't think harder about mm-hmm. what you should really be focused on, eventually you're going to find that work unfulfilling and it won't help you succeed in your career. Mm-hmm. Um, so fi- gaining clarity on your passion and what you enjoy doing really comes down to You know, discovering what that special something is that just absolutely makes you want to jump out of bed, Mm -hmm. you know, kick off your Monday and say, thank God it's Monday and I get to do what I love. And you would do it even if you weren't getting paid for it. Right. Now, one key thing, though, is that that's very different from a hobby. Mm. Don't confuse your passions with your hobby. Right. For instance, I love cooking. But I don't want to be a chef. There's Mm -hmm. no way I could spend 10 hours in a professional kitchen, you know, serving out meals for hundreds of people every week. Um, So that would not be fun for me. Right. Um, So cooking is a great hobby that I enjoy, but it's not what I want to do for a living. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how you want to discover what is it that you're passionate about that you actually want to do um, for a living and you actually enjoy the idea of doing it for eight to ten hours every day mm-hmm. um,
0: and do it for long periods of time over the course of your life. amazing. So getting that that i focusing on what it is that you love to do, what you're passionate about, and that you're not going to get exhausted on doing eight yeah. to ten hours a day. So what is one hack that our audience can do to kind of help them narrow what that is? Because I know I have tons of things I love and enjoy doing, but what is it that I can do to kind of help narrow down what is actually going to, like you said, give me a paycheck?
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, most of us have a lot of interests and passions and hobbies Um, The key here is to figure out what it is that sets you apart Mm -hmm. and will make you great at it um, Mm -hmm. when you practice it like a vocation. One hack um, is to look at who are your heroes. Mm -hmm. Um, If you identify your top 10 heroes, oftentimes the heroes that we look up to are the people that we admire and want to be like. Because of what they stand for, because of what they've accomplished, the values Mm -hmm. that they uphold, or perhaps the achievements that they have had. Mm -hmm. If you look at your top 10 heroes and think about what makes them heroic, is there a certain quality? Are they all entrepreneurs? Are they all great leaders? Are they pioneers? Are Mm -hmm. they people that are uh, amazing authors? Or maybe they are phenomenal marketers, Look at your heroes and think about what is it about them that you find heroic and then compare that against the skills or the passions that you have and consider what might be heroic about you similar to your heroes.
0: I love that. And that's an easy hack where you just make a list, top 10 heroes, and then write down their attributes, characteristics, habits that they do, and then emulate those and practice them and you're on your way. Or find out uh, something about them that drives you to be heroic, just like your
1: leader. So maybe all of your heroes are all influencers or they're amazing public speakers. Mm -hmm. Is that a quality that you want to emulate or perhaps already have and just need to get better and better at? And you can imagine having that lifestyle where you're traveling around the world and you're a speaker just like them and you are an influencer. You know, that is. Um, giving you an indication of something that you admire in your role models and Mm -hmm. your heroes that you would admire in yourself and have the passion and excitement to be able to practice that craft and to become the best at it.
0: Well, there you have it. You have your homework for the first question on, I have clarity on what I'm passionate about and what I enjoy doing. Yeah. Okay, so essential element number one, check. Now let's move on to essential element number two on... I have clarity on my unique strengths, skills, and competencies. Break that down for us a little bit. What, is that, what exactly does that mean? So what this really means
1: is figuring out the thing that differentiates you from everybody else. Mm. All of us have a lot of different experiences and skills and lots of things that we may enjoy doing. There's usually just that one thing that uh, we can be the best at. And right. that's what this is really talking about. If you are the jack of all trades, you're the master of none. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yes. Uh So what this is really getting at is identify the one thing that not only do you enjoy, but you are actually highly skilled at. Mm. Oftentimes that could also be the result of experience. When you do something for a long period of time, you become more competent at it. Mm hmm. It doesn't have to be something that is a life mission or greatest passion of yours, but it mm-hmm. could simply be a skill that you've honed over long periods of time. And so that unique competency is the thing that people come to you for. You become the go-to person for mm-hmm. solving that particular problem, and it's um, ultimately effortless for you. Right, That's your gift. That's your unique skill and competency.
0: Awesome. So I so what I understand is that you you really kinda hone in on those things that come easy to you. And then you hone those skills, sharpen those skills, and you become mm. the go to, which I think is a really good um kind of moniker to think about when are you the go to person for X, Y, or Z? That is your unique skill and it differentiates yeah. you. That's awesome. So what is the one maybe habit or or hack that our listeners can do in terms of identifying what is that unique skill or competency that they have or maybe one that they want to develop? So a great way to figure
1: out or perhaps even validate your unique skill or competency is to ask your colleagues or peers for feedback. Mm. Ask them what they consider you an expert on. Um, also, another thing you could do is look at past successes. What has been the one thing that allowed you to be successful in Mm -hmm. the past? And then once you evaluate against what your colleagues think you're great at, Mm -hmm. what has made you successful in the past, and also consider what comes effortlessly to you. What Mm -hmm. is it that's just so easy? Maybe because you've done it for so long. Maybe it's because it's a natural sort of talent of yours. When you consider all of those elements, you'll be able to identify that particular unique skill or competency, or perhaps even get validation to say, yes, I thought that's what I'm great at. And now I know for sure.
0: I love that. I love the power of asking for feedback um, and how others perceive you as, you know, what are you the go-to for? And, you know, I love the idea of thinking, you know, it's, it's one of those validations of, I thought I was good at X and this is what everybody came to me for, but it looks like everybody comes to me for this or this is what they see me as an expert in. I love that.
1: And it might be an interesting way to also reconcile if there's a a difference between what you think your Mm -hmm. skill is, what comes effortlessly to you, and yet nobody else perceives you that way. Mm -hmm. It might be um, a wake-up call to perhaps hone that skill. It doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that's not your skill. It just may mean that you're not the best at it. And so you're yet to become the go-to person and you're yet to be seen as an expert in it.
0: So there's a little bit of amplifying that visibility or a little bit of self-promotion of, hey, I'm really good at this. You should tap me for this. Or simply continuing to hone your skill even further. So then the third essential element is actually kind of tied to number two, where you identify your skill sets and your competencies. But then the next question asking yourself is which of your competencies is actually highly valued? Describe that a little more.
1: So the reason we want to figure out which of your competencies are highly valued is because the market is constantly shifting. And what is in demand today may not be in demand tomorrow. In fact, the nature of the problems that require solving the skills might be shifting. We're seeing a lot of that shift happening right now, where because of technology and automation, there's entirely new skills in demand And so you may be an expert at something um, today or perhaps for the last decade, Mm -hmm. and yet that expertise may no longer be that much in demand in the future. Mm -hmm. So it's really important to constantly look at where the market is headed Mm -hmm. and make sure that your skills are actually aligned with that and perhaps even consider whether there's skills that you have that will come more in demand. Right. Effectively, that means that we all have to learn to run two races. Mm. You have to be great at what you're doing today while learning how to be great at what you will need to do tomorrow.
0: I love that. I love the concept of learning to run two races because you're having to focus on continuing to excel at what you're doing but forecasting and looking forward mm-hmm. or looking around the bend say you yeah. are running a, a certain race and you're like okay what's coming around the corner be prepared for whatever it may be so that you can take that obstacle in stride yeah. and and just kind of adjust to whatever comes your way
1: yeah a good example maybe let's say you're um you're a good marketer mm-hmm. you understand marketing you know how to help your clients come up with great marketing campaigns But if uh, you haven't tapped into the newest platforms or the newest technologies, Mm -hmm. your marketing skill might be outdated. Mm -hmm. So you really have to figure out how you not only hone your unique skill, Mm -hmm. but keep adapting to shifts in the marketplace and then really be ahead of that change so you can keep developing that competency even more
0: before you get disrupted and displaced. Awesome. So how does one stay ahead of the game? Like maybe what is one habit or hack someone can start practicing is we understand forecasting, but how do you in forecast?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. So um, the key here is to, you know, keep, have a pulse on where your particular industry or craft is headed. Mm-hmm. You have to know where The demand is shifting, not where the demand is, but where it's headed. It's kind of like, you know, knowing where the puck is and, Mm -hmm. and, and uh, where it's headed will allow you to then map your skills against that demand. Mm -hmm. So take a look at what the top trends are in your industry Mm -hmm. or related to your particular craft. Mm -hmm. Map out your skills. And consider, well, how does that map against that? Is that still going to be in demand five years, 10 years from now? Is that some, is there one particular skill that I need to build up more than the others? Mm -hmm. And then identify which is there a shift that's happening? Is there something you need to double down on? Or is there something you need to replace? Is Mm, there something you need to perhaps evolve in some way? But being able to forecast and get ahead of industry change will make sure that you're actually a leader and not a follower. And that allows you to then be that world-renowned expert that, uh, you know, people come out, you know, are looking up to and, and you know, is is being more successful in their career.
0: I love that. So the key to essential element number three is to make sure that you are staying ahead of the game. And in order to stay ahead of the game, you have to keep up with what's going on in yeah. the industry. And hear about all of the things that are coming around the bend, so that you're prepared for them, and you can just excel in the race that you continue to run.
1: Yeah, and this may not be just about the industry. This could even be how's your, you know, your career evolving. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, maybe you're at a certain level. Have you thought about what's at the next level that is valued even more? So how mm-hmm. do you keep aligning? your skill level, and you know which of those are the most valued at the next level. So the things that we do, say, at the entry level are not mm-hmm. the same things that are valued at the mid-level mm. or the things that are valued at the uh, senior-most level. So right. you want to keep an eye you know, towards the future and keep aligning. Be one step ahead of that change. Be one step ahead of what the demand is.
0: Okay, so moving on. Essential element number four. I have clarity on what I want to be known for. Break that down for us a little bit. What does that mean?
1: So what that's referring to is really the previous three elements, if you mm-hmm. think about it. You know you want to figure out what you're passionate about, mm-hmm. what you're uniquely qualified uh, to do because mm-hmm. you have the right experience, the skills, the competencies. And now you've also identified what is valued in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. So if you consider mm-hmm. those three, what does that mean? tell you in terms of your sweet spot mm, it's really okay. about identifying that sweet spot that niche that you want to dominate that um, not only is aligned with your passions and your purpose but also leads to your paycheck <laughs> <laughs> so That's important. Um, that really comes down to getting clarity on you know what is it that you want to build really your reputation and mm-hmm. your personal brand around what are you the expert on that uh, that um, has the skills, has the passion and mm-hmm. uh, really stands out and differentiated from
0: everyone else. So what do you suggest our audience should do so that they can identify what they want to be known for?
1: So if you want to find out um, what you want to be known for, if you want to gain more clarity in that, mm-hmm. here's what I'd recommend. First off, define a specific market segment or audience that you want to focus on. Mm-hmm. Typically, this is um a group of people that you feel a personal connection to in some way you can relate to them maybe they're like you or uh, they are facing uh circumstances or challenges that you can relate to Mm -hmm. number two once you identify that audience or market segment identify what their biggest challenges are and then number three
0: express specifically how you are uniquely qualified to solve those challenges Mm. and finally the essential element number five, okay? I have clarity on how I want to accelerate what I want to be known for. What do we mean by that? And describe that a little bit. What I mean by that is, if you know what you want to be known for, are you
1: doing all the right sets of things that help you keep getting better and better at mm-hmm. that and mm-hmm. become more successful at it faster? Right. Um. It's not enough to simply know the right answer, but you have to align everything you're doing to it. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to keep taking on new challenges. You know, you have to get new experiences in that because everything is constantly shifting. The industry is shifting. Mm-hmm. You know, the market is evolving. Even you yourself are changing and gaining more experience. So you want to make sure that um, you're you know, constantly accelerating mm-hmm. what you want to be known for by aligning all the things that you're focused on. Mm-hmm. Uh, perfectly to that North Star.
0: So you talk a little bit about aligning that to the North Star. What's a habit or what maybe what's a hack that our audience can use to identify or maybe calibrate that alignment?
1: Yeah, that's a great point because uh, you want to assess um, what you're doing today and how does that map to that North Star? Mm-hmm. Is uh, Are you in the right industry? Are you in the right career? Mm. Are you in the right job? Right. Or Are you in the right role? Maybe it's the right industry, the right career, the right job uh, or the right company, but maybe you need a slightly different role Mm. or perhaps you simply need to take on additional projects. So good um, exercise or questions to ask yourself are, you know, assess what you're doing and how that maps to what you want to be known for. Mm. Evaluate if there's any gaps there. You know, mm-hmm. Is there more experience needed? Maybe it's uh, it's you're taking the slower route mm-hmm. when you could take a faster route, right? Maybe you could take on a bigger project, a bigger responsibility, or maybe you just need to switch out of the industry altogether and it would help you get to your North Star a lot faster. So you want to assess where you're at, figure out how it aligns. Is there a gap um, or is it perfectly aligned?
0: And if there's any gaps, what do you need to do that'll help you get there faster? That's excellent advice. So there you have it Share your comments and topic suggestions on imbeyondbearers.com and we'll be sure to address them in future episodes. If you enjoyed our show today, please subscribe and rate the podcast or just tell a friend about it. See you next episode.